0: Welcome to the Animation Industry Podcast. My name is Terry and I hide a tiny mouse in all of my art. This chat is with Joel McKenzie, an animator and storyteller living in Ottawa, Canada. Now, besides being an incredibly talented artist who's got a super unique look, he is the creator of the Spaceman and Robotron pilot that aired on Teletoon. He's also the creator of the Nickelodeon short, Robo Wonder Kid and Tough Palm, his current series floating around the Pitchverse. Now, throughout his career, he's done writing, directing, pitching, and character design for clients like Cartoon Network, Sesame Workshop, HBO, and the CBC. And in our chat, he's going to share his philosophy on how to manifest your animation dreams just like he is. So now, without further ado, let's just jump into the chat. Hey, Joel. How is it going?
1: It's going great, Terry. I am so glad to be chatting with you live. Oh, wow.
0: well I'm, I'm really happy to chat too because uh you know we've we've uh, chatted here and there over the gram seen all your work all the time it's very lovely stuff you just got uh you got to illustrate a beer can which was really cool
1: <laughs> life goals buddy you gotta have them and doing art on beer often means you get free beer listen oh, up. hey
0: Wait, did they just send you a whole bunch of tall, tall, yeah. tall boys?
1: <laughs> yeah, that like a, just before That's Christmas, weird. I got like a vat of tall boys with my artwork on it. So I'm just like, just, just so drinking cool. away. That, it, it, that it's, is so cool.
0: I hope the beer tastes good too. It's not. It's not it's really good. Collective oh, is
1: sweet. Even better. If you haven't tried it, please do. Is
0: that a paid advertisement?
1: Or I don't no, know. It's just it's. It, <laughs> It's just a bonus you know like i love the beer so that's that's a good person to oh beer let's chat
0: about animation um let's start off by manifesting your destiny (laughs) Mm -hmm. how do you how do you manifest uh your dreams and hopes and desires when it comes to what you want to do in life and get paid to do it and it happens to be animation and storytelling
1: I'm so glad you started with the really easy questions because, I mean, manifesting ones. Next destiny.
0: up, what's your favorite color?
1: <laughs> yeah, can we go back to favorite dinosaur? Um, I mean, I think it's it's a great question because I mean, I'm sure, like a lot of people, sometimes you're in in a job that you you don't love or you you aspire to be doing something else and you don't see that, you know, that clear path that just is like okay all like here's the magic bullet here's how I get that thing that I want um and for me it would have been a few years ago but I mean I think I forget what I was doing but I wasn't super happy with where I was in in the animation industry I think I was I was animating and that's not really where um where I wanted to be like I it's an amazing place to I needed to be there for a time, but I wanted to move to other areas. Like I really wanted to do character design. really wanted to get into boarding and, you know, like the age old sort of thing. It's just like nobody wants to give you that shot if you have no experience. So for me, I think that the only way that, that I got to start doing those jobs was just doing my own shorts and making things that then people could see that were like, you know, they could see evidence of, you know, something that I was doing that was working or wasn't working um but yeah so after I kind of did some of my shorts then that's when I start started to get to do the jobs that I actually wanted to do because I did them on on the shorts so you
0: so you uh you started out with kind of a desire to get into animation and you ended up as an animator which is like pretty cool did you originally want to become a character designer or storyboarder or is that something that you discovered while you were animating?
1: Well, I think originally animation was was the goal. So I went to school. Um, and then when we came out, like the at this at the time, which was like I'm gonna say early two thousands ish, the entry level position generally was animation. So it wasn't like, you know, I wasn't having the option to be like, oh, I can get into props, I can get into, you know, location designs, I can get into whatever. It was just like for whatever reason, everybody was just like <clears throat> into animation that's where you start and then you kind of branch out once you've, you've been in the industry for a bit um but yeah so I mean once I was in the industry for a while I saw that there were some of these like coveted positions that I was like there's no way I'll ever get there like how am I there's like you know 10 people in the studio that are also trying to do this thing um and they've like seniority over me so like I I didn't see that, like I said, clear path of how I would get to, you know, character design, for instance, that was, that was my first love um, that I wanted to kind of uh, get into a bit more. And then, so just practicing it and, and doing my own shorts where you could see kind of the character designs doing, doing funny, weird things, then open doors to people seeing it and be like, Oh, those are funny and weird. And like, I have a project that's funny and weird and you know, you want to design it and be like, yes, I totally do.
0: Did you go through a period? Like, I don't know if this sounds like you, but when I was in doing marketing and business, I've always had this like false hope that somebody would just like see that I was kind of creative and offer me an opportunity that I wanted in animation. And I was like waiting for years for that to happen just for no reason. And then finally one day I was just like, I just need to make my own stuff with all this free time i have in the evenings (laughs) exactly and then and then that just gets the ball rolling because you're right because you know if somebody doesn't see any experience or whatever why would they give you the opportunity but does that sound kind of like you
1: i don't know yeah that sounds like me right now oh no what are you waiting for (laughs) no i'm reacting your film already i don't know what you want (laughs) no i mean that's always kind of I feel like everybody has some of that. Like anybody that's on social media is just like, you know, posting and showing stuff and being like waiting for that like magic email to just like fall on them and be like, I love your most recent piece. Please send me money and I will make your dreams come true. Or what you know, one of the more legit emails, but um, yeah, no, I mean, I think that's the, the, the strengths of, of, social media yeah so what
0: was the thing that you made that started to get you noticed with character design
1: so initially like i have a mute i did it- okay let me let me back that up i am a stuttering pig right now um so i i spent some time in live action because i wasn't again sort of finding the the joy in just um straight up animation so I kind of did some stuff in film school and then was in the live action world for a while and um I did a short uh, and my buddy Rich O'Coin scored it and then I I asked him if I could use one of his songs to just do a short um little music video uh called Myth of Robo Wonder Kid and it was to one of his songs I think it was called Push and um, so I just used that as a chance to kind of show sort of the stories that I wanted to tell, the jokes I wanted to, to tell, um, you know, the, the character design style that I was feeling at the time. Um, and it was actually uh, it made it a lot easier when you don't have to worry about the audio side of things. You can really just focus on what, what your strengths are, I guess, or what you think your strengths are what but yeah I definitely didn't know about audio engineering or you know a lot of that stuff so music videos for me were always um a great way to kind of show um looks that I wanted to investigate or again like joke joke sort of styles or yeah just all kinds of things and those so I I did that original video and then I did another one for him, I think like two years later and it, uh, that one did a lot better. It was called Lumberjacked and it, you know, it did like the festival circuit and and got a lot of good attention um, and was just something that I had a, a ton of fun doing. And again, I think it opened up some doors that, that then I got to hang out in for a while.
0: Like what? So did you get an email that said, Hey, Joel, we love the designs of Lumberjack. We'd we'd want you to come on this project for us. Is that what? Is that kind of what happened?
1: A little bit. Like not. It's not as like Cinderella story or like grand as that. But I mean, it was at the Ottawa Festival, and I got to like hang out with like all the Nickelodeon people and like Cartoon Network people that festival, and they're like, "Oh man, we love this short." And like, I was like, "You do?" Got to like. <laughs> frigging hang out with Phil Rinda for like two days and he liked it. I was like, but you like invented in adventure time kind of. And uh, so it was, I mean, it definitely, and I got to go to Annecy and hang out with a bunch of cool people there. So it was, I mean, the process of doing it was fun. The after process was fun. The results were fun. So, I mean, I think all that to say, if the more you can like inject the joy and the the good times in while you're making it then it just comes out in the work and uh and hopefully you know you you can't guarantee this stuff but hopefully other people find joy and fun in it as well so how
0: i mean that makes sense especially because if you're having fun making something i i can tell when somebody had fun making something versus like they did not have fun making something so thinking about i guess manifestation still and and like maybe fast forwarding a bit how did you go from animator to kind of where you are now what would you even call yourself now it's like developer producer chill dude who makes cool drawings with rosy uh, cheeks
1: yeah man that's you nailed it I don't even know I think um so to go from one point to another just I think it just takes doing this stuff and if people aren't you know, throwing the opportunity to do the certain thing at you, then you just do it until someone does. <laughs> and that's sort of what happened to me, I guess. Um, so after that Lumberjack Short, um, I think this is when I might've moved to Ottawa because some of the guys at Jamfield, a studio in, uh, in Ottawa, where I live now, uh, offered me a position as character designer on a Dave Cooper show who, again, Dave Cooper's one of my like art idols. So, I mean, yeah, I got to work on one of his shows and then meet him afterwards and he really liked it. And we became fast friends. And I mean, yeah, it was, uh, it was awesome. So all that to say, I guess doing the short and showing, you know, what my passion was then you know it fooled other people into letting me do it for them.
0: <laughs> Fair enough do you think I, I don't know if uh, maybe I'm misquoting but it's like kind of the law of attraction where it's like the more you put something out into the world the more I guess you end up just doing that thing and people wanting that from you.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah I think so and I mean when I was putting reels together and stuff in for animation jobs I can remember always being like yeah this animation on this you know show might be good but I hated doing it so I'm not putting it on my reel because someone's gonna see that and then be like oh that one piece looks perfect for this show we're doing and then I'll just manifest what I don't want and doing shows that I don't want to do anymore so I only put on like yeah by the by the end of it my reels were just ridiculous they were just a bunch of like photo manipulated like Terrence and Phillips style heads and like just garbage, but they were hilarious. And I, I mean, I think that those would be the type of shows that I would want to animate on. Um, so yeah, I, mean, I think what you're saying makes sense. Just
0: That makes a lot of sense, especially because, yeah, if you put something on your reel that you don't want to do, even if it looks great, you yeah. might end up doing that. So, well, like, I'm just thinking if somebody wants to make a switch, the number one thing is like, I should take courses and stuff like this. Did you end up doing any of that stuff for character design or... It was, I mean, I'm going to say, I'm going to guess and say, no, you're just going off kind of what you didn't.
1: I mean, I, I, there, like throughout my career, I've taken a lot of breaks. So, I mean, um, my mom always says like, you need to resharpen your saw or you need to like resharpen your tools in order to, to do good work. And um, so during those breaks, I, I definitely read a lot and like, research a lot and, and do this stuff. So I think, you know, when I am in that like zone where I'm filmmaker mode, where I want to make a short or something, I think it always starts off with, yeah, like a, a month of just like research and like, what kind of, what look do I want to investigate? What, you know, all those questions, like, I don't just sort of like pedal to the metal as soon as I decide I want to do a short. Um, so, yeah, but I mean, I think the option to have, like right now, you can, there are so many great online things that you can do that it, that would be part of the process, I think, for me now.
0: Nice. So, thinking about where you are now, is this where you want to be? Are you still working towards something else?
1: No, you can never be happy. Okay. <laughs> <You didn't say laughs> right?
0: It's
1: where, yeah. where you want to be. We where you want to be. Um, to be honest, I don't know, man. It's, it, I, I usually start the year off with sort of like a reflection sort of thing where I'm like, okay, how did last, last year go? Like what were, what did I want? Did I get it? What did I do? Okay. What did I do? Not so well. And I mean, I, I'm pretty happy with, I mean, all things considered last year was, was not the best year. I think some people thought it sort of sucked even but
0: I <laughs> like we we're in but, a pandemic.
1: Yeah. It felt really weird. Uh, but I mean, in terms of just where I'm at and what I'm doing, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy with the jobs that I'm attracting. I'm happy that there's like a balance between, you know, work for others, work for myself, uh, creating new stuff, uh, having a reach that, that can kind of like um, go into the illustration world or into the like, Um, marketing kind of side of things like the beer cans and and all that is great because I mean I think that as well or that is part of kind of my disease is that I love doing all of it like I like doing different different things all the time as long as it's like creative and you know has has art at the heart of it or is storytelling then I you know that's what I like doing I don't like doing just character design or just drinking beer off of cans that I put have my own on.
0: <laughs> So considering <laughs> if you just did your reflection, um, what this year would you do less of? And what would you do more of? Cause you said you have a good balance right now of doing stuff for yourself and, and for work too. But um, I don't know what, yeah. what came out of that reflection, I guess. Cause okay. you're the first person to say that. And out of this podcast that you take a year to reflect how last year went
1: <laughs> i'm oh, i'm sure people do I mean, it. I'm, just, sure, yeah, I'm just the I'm sure only one to admit to it it's, yeah January. But, uh, we haven't january talked about second, this yet New january 2nd i sit down and I've, i think i've got it just over there oh, no, i know just like i have them like going back i have a little like bulldog clip thing and it, it goes back to like 2014 or something so it's re- it's actually really fun so when i started i, I go all the way back and then so oh, wow. i can like I can go on the journey with myself all over again and be like, oh wow, I totally missed the boat on that one. And you can see where like your skill tree went in like went in a different direction. And you just like, I don't know, I, I just, it helps me at least um, strategically pivot or do more of the thing that I, you know, I keep like talking about every year and never doing. Um, <laughs> you got to
0: start so so like maybe um what are the like when you have to make a tough decision about what you're going to do or not do what are some of the things that maybe are in that that help help guide you or pivot like when a project Uh, comes up and you have a decision yes or no like
1: yeah well I mean I think like anybody else it it's all sort of related to like your personal bandwidth like how much can you commit to to any given thing like you know, you have a day job and then this awesome freelance pops up and it's like, can you like, you know, can you swing it? And then another one comes up. You're like, okay, now I got to like death match these two freelances against one another to see which one you're going to do. But um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, as you would probably also understand, there's like so many factors that come into deciding what, what projects to work on. Um, yeah. It's, 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 There's no, there's no direct answer. But I mean, I think some of the things that play into it are just pay, um, (laughs) timeline, creative control, creative freedom, what the client's looking for, what you want to be doing at that moment. If you have an itch, like, do you need to make a short right now? Um, Yeah, so many different factors. So where's
0: So, where's your head at right now? (laughs)
1: <laughs> I think I need to do a short. Last sure. year was very um, was very work for others friendly. It was a lot of projects that that I loved and thought were amazing. But again, not as many were you know coming from a seed that I've planted or or a you know a new short or trying out a new technique. It was it was a lot of tried, tested, and true. of things that were still a lot of fun to do so i think this year is uh the year of experimentation and uh and doing something else for art's sake
0: i like (laughs) it i like it so let's let's maybe talk about development a little bit because uh you Mm -hmm. have a whole bunch of projects under your belt in development and I'm a uh,
1: development darling
0: <laughs> development darling exactly i was trying to think of what to call yeah. you but you, that's it right, <laughs> that sounds really right. so um to, i don't know maybe you can take me through uh because like i'm also uh, at the start of this journey myself with trying to develop Ooh. uh the silly duck wizard into a show etc so how do you take me through like the journey of i have an idea that i think might be cool and then it to actually getting uh like an episode or like sold like you like spaceman and robotron has like a couple of episodes now and and like that journey is very many years old and same with um well your your latest one i guess which is well i don't know if it's your latest one but tough palm um yeah so i don't know if you want to pick one and take me through the journey and how you
1: sure let's do the journey so i mean there's so many different ways and i mean Congratulations on the Duck Wizard one, by the way. I've been seeing that at all the festivals, and I'm so glad to hear that you're doing more of them.
0: Hopefully. Fingers crossed.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. (laughs) But um, enough about you. Let's get back to me. Yeah, I'm I'm not the guest here. (laughs) What the heck? Whatever. You're, You're Um. So yeah, I guess. How do they start? They well, okay,
0: so make- you have an idea. Uh, yeah. And you're like, I think this would be cool to be a TV show. And mm-hmm. so you, I'm assuming you make a little pitch Bible. You get the idea kind of solidified.
1: Yeah. How, uh, what, so, next? Yeah, like, I'll give you, if we'll, we'll just case study the Spaceman Robotron one versus the Tough Palm one. So, Spaceman and Robotron was a show that a friend Lucas of mine and I uh, co-created. And uh, or, originally we were gonna do it just as a sort of, uh, cause I was in live action at the time. We were gonna just do it as a short live action film with a few animated elements. But he was at a broadcasters forum and uh, saw the Teletoon people there and then pitched it to them as if it were a cartoon. And uh, Ugg, the, the executive at Teletoon, loved the idea, loved space, loved like the weirdness of it. and was just like, yeah, here, like send me a pitch and uh, we'll talk about this, you know, fast forward maybe a couple months. And then we we got development with Teletoon uh, which consisted initially of um, a sort of mini Bible with again, yeah, story, Wait, wait. so what does
0: development with telltune mean he's just, they're just like here's a bunch of money and here's some like a,
1: here's a little bit of money to you know write this bible uh do some designs do some layouts
0: did you did you um did you get a lawyer for this did you just kind of like read it over yourself did you contact everybody you knew and jam filled i don't know
1: <laughs> at that uh at that point i can't honestly tell you i I th- yeah we had a lawyer we had a lawyer because we had to start like a little company and, and all that stuff so we had a lawyer go over it and it was it was good to go um and and then yeah we just got into that development and then it turned into more and so it, it's just like a, a many I think of like I don't even know like the circus like all the hoops and you're just like wee like jumping through one hoop and then you're like, oh God, now there's like a flaming hoop. And you're like, woo, you jump through that one. And now there's like a small hoop that you can't fit through. And then you don't jump through that third one. But anyway, <laughs> <Cool. laughs> so then it, it un- like once we did the first hoop, then it unlocked another phase of development where we uh, went on to write, um, I think a few scripts and do like full on, or there might have been three levels of development actually and then the, the final one was two epi- two 11 minute episodes that aired and that was you know that was thrilling and awesome and uh, it was just yeah it was super fun to did you did it.
0: you write them yourself or did did you well, work no, so with-
1: like the way this specific funding worked was that it was through Teletoon French envelope so all the writing and like a bunch of the the people that worked on it were um, I like in French, but outside of Quebec. So it was very like niche. Um, Is that because of
0: government funding? Like
1: it was through, yeah, some sort of okay. initiative that was going on that, you know, there's like, you know, there's a pool of money set aside for this. Nobody's applying for it. We applied for it. And then ended up with a 22 minute episode of, uh, of this show that we, we really loved. So, I mean, yeah, it's always good to keep your, your ear to the ground, uh, about all this stuff and like where people are getting funding from and, and who's like looking for what and, and all that, because I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know if we would have actually, no, I'll say we would not have gotten it if we just, you know, straight up applied in the English uh, English, um, program.
0: So were you, uh, you and your buddy directing it as well?
1: Yeah. So we and co-directed it. On it um, he's, he's a writer and editor from, uh, like live action stuff. So yeah, he, and he's French. So he, he did, he handled all the writing side, um, and then helped with the editing and, um, made like directing calls as well when we were, we were in that phase. And I was more the guy sort of on the ground with like the look, the designs, and then, you know, working with the animation studio, working with the animators, uh, work. Yeah. We're yeah. Just kind of being the guy that, that knew animation on it. Gotcha. And And
0: how, how long does this process take? Like, was this years? Was this pretty fast? could you quit your day job over this? Like, was the pay also like enough to keep you going?
1: Uh, so it was, it started in like 2017 and then went for around, uh, off and on for, I'd say two to two to three years. And those those like initial phases of development. The, no, there's no way that you could sustain, uh, A proper diet. How much? How much?
0: In those two to three years, where it's like on and off development, how much work are you actually doing? Is it like I can do this this weekend, or is this like I'm grinding this every single night?
1: No, it's it's very it's from my experience on all the things. It's it's manageable. Like it's you're putting in like a little bit here and there, uh, and you'll like it's a lot of kind of back and forth, but it's not super heavy lifting so i mean when we were developing spaceman and robotron i think i had like two or three other things that were also in development um and i was doing a full-time job so so i mean yeah you do the math you can you can do (laughs) lots of stuff but once it went to the the series and we had to like like you know work with an animation studio and and pay ourselves as directors and like do a lot of like heavy lifting that's when I uh left my job at my my uh my steady job at Jamfield to kind of do all the development because I think how did that feel was it four things like four demos that I had to do one of which being this 22 minute pilot the next and then like (laughs) right after that I had the tough palm pilot which you know different group of people but we were super excited to get that going and then another one right after that or no a short that that uh, shadow machine wanted me to just like do it in my style and have fun I was like well I can't say no to that um so yeah that year became the year of of development and uh fun stuff
0: so you kind of do this full time now I guess development and fun stuff (laughs)
1: uh well it comes and goes right like i mean i i'm doing some right now like writing some scripts and some some other stuff with the tough palm uh premise no not premise show the tough palm show that i've got on the go and uh but also kind of doing a daytime job with with guru doing special poses and stuff on on one of their shows i mean it's it's a balance right now.
0: Yeah. Um, How did it feel when you quit your job to work on potentially four different development projects? at once?
1: Well, I mean, it's obviously scary. Like you don't, you're, you're kind of leaving something that is a bit more stable and uh, for something that's super risky, but, and, and the thought is obviously like you leave a place and you're like, Oh, well, you know, I probably maybe I won't have a job when I like when I need one when all this development stuff is over and I want to come back to something stable like it might not be there and I mean you have to just kind of like put those like nagging fears aside and just do the thing that you want to do regardless and don't be afraid of uh of what the future is going to hold. Because do you have any
0: regrets about leaving the stability of a full-time job to do those projects? No,
1: no way. Obviously, like only
0: a fool would
1: regret. No, I'm
0: just wondering. Maybe there's something you do differently, or I don't. I don't know. Um, yeah, no.
1: At the time, I I ran through a few uh, simulations in my head, and and it made the most sense because I, I I had six months ahead of me, all on you know on these projects that I I really wanted to be a part of. And I mean, yeah, like the studio was amazing. Like I love the people there, but it just, I mean, I had this, I really wanted to do this other stuff. And no matter what the studio could offer me, it wouldn't give me as much uh, fuel in the tank as, as what these would.
0: So um, did doing those projects also like, have you, I guess you haven't gone back to the full nine to five. You've got a lot more opportunities going on. Would you say those projects opened you up to doing more and exciting opportunities that you didn't have before?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, every time you, it's it's kind of like twofold, like you work with a new client and, and you guys, you know, have a, a good relationship and you do a good product, then it opens the door to more yeah. uh, working with that, that client. Or if like, it's just like a crazy spider web because even if that client isn't doing something at the moment, they'll hear about something and be like, Oh, this guy would be perfect for that. Or, you know what I mean? It just kind of like facilitates itself in a way because as if you're doing the work and it's out there, then people can just see it and either like it or hate it or whatever. But also the, the people you work with will, you know, fingers crossed, speak okay about you and your work and working with you. And then these sort of opportunities pop up more and more, the more, uh, projects you do. Makes sense. I'm
0: glad to hear that. I was hoping for that answer. Um, I'm (laughs) wondering like on Spaceman and Robotron or maybe a different project, like how much creative control do you have over the jokes and the designs and the story uh and and like how is that determined exactly like does telltune say like we get final say on everything it's your spice but like we're the chef um i just made that up and it sounds great i don't sounds know that's
1: good i like it
0: <laughs> or or is it like we fully rely on you to make this amazing or i, I don't know, know i think
1: like, it's a 100 percent collaborative and i mean you'll get different dynamics with different studios you work with or different, um, networks that you work with in certain cases, like, um, I've had development things go and, and it's very, uh, there's a lot of notes and a lot of like story notes and a lot of, um, really digging in and and making this into something that the, um, the network or the company thinks that they can sell. Um, and I've also been in scenarios where they really let you run free and, and, and do the thing that they bought <laughs> essentially, and not try and, you know, buy this thing, but then turn it into something else. Though so I, I love those scenarios. Like that's, that's the way the tough palm one is going right now because it, it's like a really, it's a weird idea. I was kind of mentioning it to you. It's like got a, live action Pomeranian running around cartoon world he's got like a human mouth there's all these like talking chairs and stuff and I I don't know it's it's really weird and it's all like like the way I see it it's like Tim and Eric meets like gumball or something so it's it's super messed up and I mean yeah the people I've been working with on it so far they they're like stoking the fire they like they want it weird and they're like oh this could be weirder i'm like yeah this is like i like working with these are great notes um i love that i love when
0: when, especially in animation when it's like you break the mold because the mold is so it's like in everything you see and it's 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 just it gets tiring i guess
1: (laughs) yeah and i mean that's again what kind of keeps me really excited about projects and as soon it's yeah I've I've talked about this before it's like when people hire you to do something and they're like yeah we love let's uh, Terry I love your work I want you to do a I have a wizard thing I want you to do this wizard thing for me and then you're like okay sweet I'll do it and then it's like and then if I give you that like that sort of confidence in that go ahead. And then you do something. And then I'm like, "Mm, actually I want this. And could we do this? And like, can you maybe do this? It's like, for me, that's when this like flick, this like switch just goes like, and it's like, now you're just getting the tool. Like, I'm just going to give you Joel the tool version that just does what you tell him to do. And you've just lost Joel the maniac who could do this like really fun, stupid thing for you. So it's, I mean, it's, it's always a balance.
0: Put it in the contract ahead of time. No, I agree with you. I've yeah. done I've done both those projects and like if I know that I'm going to be a tool up front, I don't mind as long as I agree to it cuz then I'm I'm like creative in that way the tool can be, I guess.
1: Yeah, no, 100%. And then I don't mind.
0: Means- but if it's like if I've already imagined what it's going to be and I've already started working on it and then you start limiting it, it's like this is not going to work and it's it's going to be less of a success than it could have been if you chose tool Terry or creative Terry or I tool know, Terry or creative
1: <laughs> that's, that, that's what this podcast is called now tool <laughs> tool time with tool Terry <laughs> okay changing the name like, come on it'll be great but yeah so I mean again just to answer your question it's it's all over the map it's different every time and you just got to try and do the best you can, regardless of who you're working with. So, what has happened
0: with? Um, so, you have you have a ton of projects on the go. I feel like you are well <laughs> the development darling. But uh, what's <laughs> what's been happening with some of those projects, like Robotron? Um, is, it, um, is it like is it in a grave? Is it going to be resurged? Is it?
1: So it's yeah, they go through like life cycles, and I mean, I I'm not a hundred percent sure what the fate of Spaceman and Robotron is. but I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm just not 100% sure on that one. It might be dead. It might be sort of alive. It you never know. Um, and a few other ones that I've, I've developed are are kind of in that um, scripting phase and like Bible phase not at demo. The demo phase I find is the most fun because that's when you get to actually do the thing that you're like, uh, concocting.
0: Um, when you're developing a show, how do you know you're going to be able to sell it? Do you do a bunch of research into what production companies or, I don't know, uh, broadcasters might be interested in something that you can create and then you do a bunch of research and thinking or do you just like dig down internally and be like, what is the thing I want to create? And then well, I think that's
1: a, like you can kind of look at all the the trades and the trends and what you know, what certain companies are looking for and and all that. But I mean, by the time you pivot and do this thing, it's already changed. So, I mean, I think it's for me anyway, it's always been best to just make the thing that you're passionate about and, you know, take it from there. Like, that's, like, if you've done something that you really love, then, and, and other people hate it, and it's like, well, I mean, it was, you know, I learned how to write better scripts, and I, I think, it, you know, there's always takeaways, is, is what I'm saying, but I mean, I don't think you can, you can chase development trends, because they're constantly changing, and uh, I don't think that's really fulfilling, either. Just like, oh, I'm just going to do what's going to sell. Um, and again, a lot of the stuff that I'm, I have on the go, like it hasn't sold. It's, it's like, again, the, the hoop, the hoop system where you get in with a, you know, with a production company or something and they option the idea, then like their goal is to like mold it into something that they can sell. So, you, you know, maybe you'll get that, you know, executive that, wants to you know totally frankenstein it and reshape it or you get the executive that you know likes what you put and then they try and help kind of get it to the next level which is maybe like a network or or whatever and then you get it in with a network and then the network's like okay now we got to reshape this one more time this is going to be the good one and then yeah so i mean you're hopefully if you get it in with a network you develop it with a network then it you're in a, an okay spot and it could go on tv or something
0: so how many people are in this space of hoops and loops do you think at any given time
1: the hoops like, and loops like, game have you just mm-hmm.
0: met so many other people who are kind of doing the same thing as you or, or is it like um i don't know
1: i've met a good number of people like i mean who doesn't have cool ideas. Everybody's got cool ideas. Yeah, but Not everybody's just,
0: pursuing them. I talk to a lot of like, people who have cool ideas, but the next question is, or the next answer is I haven't, I don't have time.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, you have to put, uh, you know, put importance on, on making these ideas come to life, I suppose. And if that, if you like doing that, and if you can like figure out how to, you know, get the time to do it also, like you find it rewarding, then I think that's, yeah, that's a a good sort of place to start and try and like, you know, sell something that you have fun making. Um, but yeah, no, I, and again, yeah, I meet a a good number of people that, that have shows and are like, how do you develop shows? How do you pitch shows? And it's like, for me, honestly, there's, there is no rhyme or reason about it. It's just, I think doing the work, uh, is what opens all the door it has opened all the doors for me is just having things online that people can look at and either share the the stupidity that I like or like share the enjoyment of stupid things like I do or they don't and you know you hear from the people that have similar sensibilities and then you develop stuff with them and I I mean yeah I think it's just making the work is the the secret sauce is making stuff.
0: So do you put a lot of importance into social media then or or like your website etc and and sharing your work out there or do you just let it happen kind of naturally because you also I, are very connected in in like the like you've had a career you've worked on all these projects like people know you as well right so
1: um I mean I yeah I just started Instagramming probably like three or four years ago, but I mean, I everybody's having three or four years ago. Come on. Okay, cool. Well, that makes me feel better. Um, yeah, I've always kind of put importance on just being able to put the stuff online and then have people find the work that I've done. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then whenever I do finish a project, then like, you know, creative, uh, Animator brain, like that flicks into like, okay, now I gotta be like skeezy marketing guy or like find the like angles and find like the websites that'll like promote this and just like find all these little like yeah connections of how to get your work seen by as many people as you can.
0: So when you produce a short, you actively go out and find like websites that'll write an article, etc.
1: Yeah, I think that's kind of like when, again, I do it all in sort of like stages. So once like all that stuff is done, I kind of then put on the like film festival boy hat or yeah, film festival slash-
0: ZPR agency with- uh...
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's the same website or it's the same email address as as the other one that sent the film. It's like, yeah, that's me, it's, it, it's all me. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's important. I mean, what's the point of, you know, pouring your heart and soul into something if nobody sees it. But I mean, some people say there is still a point. But I don't, I believe that if you work hard on something, you should try and share it for yourself and for the people that worked on it. It's just, it's a celebration. Yes.
0: And if you enjoyed working on it while you did it, other people will probably do that too. I agree with that a lot. Um, that's actually how I ended up getting the Silly Duck Wizard out there. I basically reached out to every online publisher. I like posted on every social media. Yeah. I like haggled some magazines till they wrote an article about it. <laughs> <laughs> Et cetera. And that yeah, all, you all get... helped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's amazing. You got it. You can't I'm just haggling yeah. studios and broadcasters until hopefully it gets made.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's that's the name of the game, yeah. I think.
0: You have to be it's like you have to, at least from what I learned in marketing, it's like 80% of your effort should almost be spent marketing something and 20% should be, it's the 80-20 rule in marketing should be mm-hmm. spent creating something. Cause that's, it's really hard to get your word out there. Cool. Um, do you have any questions you want to grill me on, or you want me to grill you on or expand <laughs> on any philosophies that we might've hit?
1: Oh my goodness. I didn't know there'd be a me grilling you the turns have
0: tabled here the tables the turns have
1: tabled (laughs) the turns have tabled (laughs) um yeah no i mean yeah development so you're you're entering the development game
0: yeah it is it is uh totally different than any game i've ever played before (laughs) yeah (laughs) there's there's like i almost feel like you need to read a whole encyclopedia just to figure out what's going on like that was my experience at the start um i uh so the ottawa animation international whatever festival i did not say that right uh when i was pitching there they they, they um hook you up with a mentor if you make it through a certain pitching round and um uh, my mentor julie stewart was absolutely phenomenal and like taking me through the ropes of how everything goes who i'm gonna meet she already had connections with tons of people hooked me up with connections. Like she was fantastic for that. Otherwise I'd have no clue who I'm talking to, what I'm supposed to ask, what are next steps? Cause the industry, like every, if you're in the industry, you just know how things go, you know, what the steps are. And like, so as somebody new coming into this, I have no clue and everybody just knows and nobody explains it to you. And so just felt like a chicken running around with my head off half the time. So that, that is how it is started off. But Mm -hmm. I am uh, learning a lot and it's uh, making a lot of mistakes, too, obviously not big, big enough mistakes that are terrible, but like embarrassing mistakes here and there. Like I'll I'll be talking about one thing and they'll be like, that's that's not what we're talking about. And that's that's irrelevant. And when you're trying to like sell something, it's uh, I, I can't really give you any specifics, I guess, yet yeah it's it's embarrassing and you're like oh okay well let's we'll we'll
1: come back and i'll think about that a little bit more (laughs) yeah no but i mean it's it's funny yeah it is a whole different sort of game than you know getting work in in a studio and kind of that whole thing it's 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 just totally different but i think it is it is pretty fun because it is just a feels like a bunch of lottery tickets that you're just sort of like okay well like i mean it was a lot of fun buying this ticket and who knows it might it might win you if f- I if I scratch it really hard, yeah. this ticket might be a winning ticket.
0: You are not a winner. Keep scratching. <laughs> <laughs> i
1: like, crap, I worked really hard on You're that score. Scr- but that's, no, a, that's not a, a winner. Point.
0: If your idea is not a winner, you got to move on, I guess. But do you feel like the process gets easier? Because I have this, now that I, because like I made the Silly Duck Wizard, oh boy, two years ago, I, now, I guess now. And mm-hmm. in that process, I've talked to so many people and pitched it at so many places. I pitched it at every studio in mm-hmm. Toronto that I could go to, etc. And it's giving me fuel to do to start it, the next thing. And like, now I know what I need to do. And what I need to show, at least with the idea and how to sell it from the start. I haven't reached kind of the next super stage yet. But do you feel like it gets easier over time? Like, I guess if you were to start a show idea now, you're like, okay, here's my kind of format for what to do. I fill out these things, I blah, blah, blah.
1: And then yeah. Yeah. I think it gets easier and you get easier on yourself <laughs> because like, yeah, oh, that's you're, so, good. <laughs> you're so hard on yourself in the beginning. And I mean, I'm not saying that I, I, I don't give a, you know, what anymore. I just mean that, that you, there's still pressure, but you kind of like understand that, you know, there's pieces moving that you can't control. And you kind of just, again, all you can do is the best work that you can and, try and represent that work as, as well as you can. And aside from that, it's, it's totally out of your hands. Like sometimes choices are made that are just because this is what, you know, a certain place is looking for right now. And, you know, one year later they're looking for something else. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think, and you also get a little bit better at delivering the fit, like development is, for the most part, it's a lot of similar sort of tasks and like story kind of um, asks and Bibles and, and that kind of stuff. So, I mean, you get better at the, the, um, the, just the activities that are involved with development, but you also, yeah, again, you get a bit more comfortable in that space.
0: It's good to hear. In your library of, uh, I guess, pitch bibles or whatnot, do you have pitches that you've just kind of dropped completely, or is, or do you always kind of? I'm like
1: looking at my wall in front of me right You're now. All like pitch bibles. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've got some that are like on the go. I've got some that are just sort of like funny ideas that I want to to develop further. Um, yeah, there's tons that have just fallen, and you, you kind of just they fall for a bit, but they never like disappear because. You like they don't go bad you can use them another like you know let them go to sleep for a little while and then if they're still good in in like five years then like pitch them again it's all it's gonna be new execs anyway who cares
0: this this is not a podcast on how
1: to raise your kids this is no yeah don't worry about it you'll get new kids (laughs) um but yeah no just again back to the like the the trends and stuff it was funny when i i can remember one place they're like I oh, know it was Nickelodeon because they're like when I pitched them Robo Wonder Kid originally they're like we loved it it like went almost into development but then they're like oh it just like lost a step at the last you know the last boss and it was like why and they're like oh because we're not doing monsters and robots because anymore because something there was a show we did and it had a monster and a robot in it and nobody liked it and now so we don't want to go back to that pool and I was like what like again this is like stuff how how would I know this really but but then okay so I was like great all right well that was annoying but I mean it could be worse but then like I think it was like a year and a half later, I get a call from them and they're like, Hey, I just found your pitch for robot wonder boy or whatever it's called. And it's like, do you still want to do it? I'm like, uh, yeah. And, uh, and then, so we did it with their short program and I was like, looks like they're not dead. They're back. And it was fun. And that's what I want to do more of as well. Cause I love that short, but hasn't found the, hasn't found, or actually no, it was, it might have been like tied into Nickelodeon because it was in their shorts program. I got to look into this stuff a bit more, but I'd like to do more with that. one. <laughs>
0: um, well, that makes sense. And my first instinct would be to argue them to the ground be like, no, it's a good idea. You're wrong.
1: <laughs> yeah, they, I, I, I mean, don't have the say. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't play that card that time.
0: Anyways, RoboKid, uh, maybe it'll pick up trending when we actually have like AIs infused in our children anyways, and then it'll be relatable. So
1: that's the, no. that's the long game.
0: That's the really long game. I'm ball. playing with
1: that one. <laughs> Is it really long though? Who knows? Might be sooner than you think. You ever uh, see Black Mirror?
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, uh, I'm wondering, do you have any other Topics you want to chat about i mean we've chatted about manifesting your destiny mm-hmm. um cooking raising kids, yeah. uh robo kids specifically
1: <laughs> yeah what are you yeah. what cartoons are you watching right now
0: um i am watching absolutely nothing right now because i'm full-on creating everyday mode and when that happens i don't consume anything although That's good. um i will i think i will start watching something soon because i i when I'm crafting for stop motion, when I'm like building sets and stuff, I can like kind of, leave, kind of mindlessly put on something to listen to, but not watch. Mm-hmm. So if you have any suggestions of good cartoons to listen to, uh, that's how I, um, last year when I was making a short for PBS, I had never watched Avatar, The Last Airbender. And I listened slash looked up every once in a while to the entire series. <laughs> I think that's when you thinking- loved it.
1: Quite a bit, but I mean, the, the audio is good too.
0: Yeah. It's, it's got some great animation, but uh, yeah. I didn't watch it all. Unfortunately.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 don't have anything current. I just got the Disney plus thing and I've just been watching those old, old school, like Mickey shorts. And it's like, oh, the nice. old... yeah, yeah. Awesome. it really takes you back and they do a lot of like funny stuff. I was like, whoa, I need to like study these some more. And their eyelids all have like shines on them, which I was like, what? Isn't that weird? So weird looking. Like once it's I saw it, I was like, I can't see this. Fat yeah, it's, like, it's, yeah, it's sort of like a a rubber hose kind of like I think a, a, a vestigial piece of the rubber hose trend that's just like yeah. yeah, no, they're, those are, those are sweet. I, I'd say watch those. I love those.
0: those. I grew up watching those over and over again. We had these so tapes like, called like hundred and they were like video cassettes called like 101 animations or whatever. And it was just like some company getting all the animations that had no rights anymore and just mm-hmm. mashing them together into like a two hour long VHS tape. So they'd have, they'd have those. They'd have like some really shitty sing-along ones that I'd fast forward through they had all the Betty Boops, which were my favorites, because like the visual, there's like no story. There's a story, but not really. It's all about just the funny ways they can animate a character moving or like hitting another character or Mm -hmm. just in a cute little dance loop. Sometimes I feel like I'm actually recreating that with some of my character designs and whatnot with the rubber hose arms. Um, But yeah, I love those.
1: (laughs) There you go. Go back to the well. (laughs) that's right yeah um that's all i got
0: okay all right well um do you have any final words of advice uh for somebody like me or somebody else who's uh budding into creating their own stuff after working at a job they like but it's not exactly what they want to do
1: i would never call anything that comes out of my mouth advice as much as it's how many words <laughs> i've got i've got words all right yeah no i mean i think i, I talked a lot about stuff and feelings and making choices but I, yeah Wait, I, I have it, one
0: oh. final question i'm still curious about after all this time i forgot to ask it how uh, specifically did the beer brewing company reach out to you and say we want to we want you to design a crocodile face for our beer
1: well it wasn't you just submit stuff Oh, so yeah, like they have like calls for art, and you just submit art you've done. Like it's not even like specific. Oh, and then you you get to retain the rights. I I just had that crocodile drawing. I have this cool drawing. I'll submit it. You can put it on a can if you want. You get like 250 (laughs) US dollars and and free beer. So, I mean, that's more than what that crocodile drawing was doing for me on my Instagram, that's for sure. Um, But it was actually cool because So now I've gotten a couple with those guys, I think, four cans.
0: Like, Uh, oh, not this guy again. Yeah, they're just like, he's the only one submitting stuff.
1: Yeah. (laughs) But then, so they asked if I wanted to do like a a commercial for them. And that was really cool. So they just kind of gave me like the loose idea of what they wanted. And then I got to design it and like, kind of, I didn't end up animating it, but I designed the whole thing and like put like notes and and direct it, I guess. Um, But yeah. So then that they use that as, as one of their ads for a campaign. So, I mean, yeah, again, it it just goes back to the whole, like, you know, work with people, try and be as nice as you can do the best work you can. And then like more work comes out of it and, you know, hopefully you, you get to kind of uh, do it as, as you like and, and have fun with it
0: there uh is that are those also the words you wanted to speak when i interrupted you
1: (laughs) Mm, were they i think they're pretty close but i mean i think it all when it comes to like you kind of mentioned to like leave your job to do the stuff you love maybe but i mean to me at the time i can remember always thinking like i would just hate myself if i got this like Cause I mean, it is still a great opportunity to have someone wanting to like develop your idea into something more. And it's like, how bad would you feel if you like phoned it in on your own project because you just didn't make a choice where you put your project in a place that you could put a lot of time and effort into it. It's like, you'd feel like so stupid. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, I don't want to like, I know this would be a huge regret if I try and hyper juggle this and um potentially drop all the balls um so it just at the time it just made sense to me to like okay I need to do this well and I can't guarantee I will if I have a million other commitments so I mean I think we owe it to ourselves to when we get those opportunities to do everything in our power to just make the best best thing we can and sometimes that means leaving leaving a great job, yeah, I feel or like your that. family, <laughs> or the country. I mean, we make choices.
0: Yeah, I've talked to people who've done all those all those things um, for to to fulfill their dreams. Um, Even family. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> their their home country, which essentially yeah. is leaving their family, I guess, and starting somewhere. Yeah. yeah. For new, so yeah. I mean, if you have kids, maybe maybe don't uh, leave them for five years <laughs> on the shelf. And
1: yeah, exactly. So you'll
0: end up in jail.
1: Yeah, don't want to
0: do that. Cool. Well, uh, if there's anything else you want to say now, this is your last it's your opp- world. I'm just living last opportunity it. to say what you want on the animation industry tool time with Terry tool Terry
1: podcast tool time, Terry, tool times. Woo. Um, no, I think this was awesome. I hope, <laughs> I hope you get some good sound bites out of this and I hope we go viral together.
0: That would be amazing. That would be <laughs> a dream. Can you imagine? <laughs> no.
1: And okay. I, I actually, I honestly can't wait for more duck wizard stuff every time I see it. And I like your pitch too. I've seen it at a bunch of the festivals. It's like, this just needs to be somewhere else. Like, I love the pitch. <laughs> I love the short. Give me more. Give me more. So, well, it's good I'm, to hear that. I'm trying it's to
0: make good. that happen, and as you there know, will um, it goes through a, a very many different stages. And the uh, hoop game. Yes, the loop the hoop, the hoop game. game. I got to remember that. Fire <laughs> hoop, then the small hoop, then a hoop
1: yeah no it's a normal hoop then it's a flaming hoop and then it's a super small hoop that that you can't actually get through
0: okay well (laughs) 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 you can end up with that small hoop and stay there
1: maybe i don't know that doesn't sound so good oh yeah yeah
0: yeah well thanks again for coming on the podcast it's been a pleasure i'm glad
1: we i'm glad we got to chat yeah let's do this again real soon
0: Yes, and um, if people want to follow you or check out your work or your shorts, what is the best way to do so? If you oh want that to gosh. happen.
1: Oh uh, my gosh! Well, if you're if you like the Instagram machine, uh, I'm on that at Joeltron two thousand. Super professional name, I know. And if you want to see shorts with little like anecdotes of how they came about and just yeah, a little, I I try to make my website as easy and personal as possible, but yeah, you could go there. It's, it's my name, joelmckenzie.com. And there's a little hyphen in between the first and last name.
0: I just want to say that I really appreciate your website and how you explain things and also how you like show the thing up front and then all the character designs forever underneath, because it's really interesting. Like a lot of people just show the short and then I want more. And it's like, Oh, here's when it came out. Here's the process. Here's what he went through. This is cool. Yeah,
1: I find, I, I, and to me, yeah, that's just what I would want. us. like, I want to know more about how these things happen. I don't want to just see a short and be like, Oh, that's a great short. And then wonder all these questions. So no, that's, that's awesome that you enjoy.
0: Yeah. And if you're listening, you should definitely check out those things and uh, thank you for listening. And that's all for now. Okay. Bye. <laughs> The music for this podcast was composed by Will Farmer and the graphics by Daniel Abensauer. I encourage you to look them up if you enjoyed their work.